clean all right? Do I look good? <laughs> You're all good. Cool, man. What's going on? All right. Um, let's just dive in. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is our uh, first ever FaceTime interview we are doing on the Mountain Jew Review, and I'm more than proud and happy to have it be the one, the only, Frankie Budson. I uh, what up, what up? got introduced to him through our one and only wonderful Sam Rocco. We've already done an interview with Mr. Comatose, and we know how much he does for the scene around here. And um, I caught you with a uh, feature with Comatose. Um, that's how I first found out about you. And then yep. through that, you know, obviously Sam shared music, and then we found you on Spotify. And it's just been kind of cool listening to you. You're definitely... Um, a different style you're you're um well let's just d jump into it i'm not gonna give no spoilers uh let's dive right in where are you from where you grow up uh so well, i'm kind of from all over the place my family moved everywhere i was born in indianapolis indiana uh went kind of moved all over iowa and omaha for a while uh did my high school and a few different schools in western iowa northwestern iowa whole families from uh boston north shore uh, southern New Hampshire, Maine, originally from Nova Scotia, which is where I live now. I live in southern New Hampshire, Derry, New Hampshire, 603 in the house. Um, not that anyone in Omaha knows that, but... <laughs> um, yeah. We got we got a couple Spose fans here, so we're, we're kind of... I know a little bit about Maine, and then we got um, one of our local rappers, Shook One, actually moved up to Rhode Island, so he's kind of over there on the East Coast now, so... There's a, okay. There's a little connection coming towards your way. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, so then, with you hopping around and being all over, because again, when you listen to you, you're definitely not a East Coast rapper, not a Midwest rapper. You have a good range in style. Um, yeah. Where would you say you began getting influenced in music like what were your major influences growing up since you were kind of bouncing between places you know it was um even before the hip-hop my mother was um a singer a vocalist in a choir that toured all over the united states in the 70s and so she was always playing the piano i heard nothing but sinatra dean martin uh you know people like that and then Loud i got singers. a little yeah um she was into phil collins celine dion in the 80s like i know people are like wait what um but i discovered hip-hop in the early mid 90s got introduced to uh dr dre and discovered warren g through that and when i heard warren g it was over with fell in love it was so yeah it was just so funky and just it was it was incredible to me and i was like i wanted to do that that's that's totally relatable. That's that's awesome because I can totally see that with growing up with lounge singing and stuff and then getting towards that G-Funk. I can see how you gravitated towards that. That's real cool. Yeah. Um, so what got you w with your mom singing? Um, were you originally a singer, per se? Like, did you kind of, like, do chorus and stuff like that? Or did you just... I wanted to. I did chorus, but I'm one of those singers where, like, I try to sing in the shower and the water goes the other way. Yeah. And, uh, like, you know, I can I can hold a tune, but certainly not to the point that I could. If I could sing, I would have never rapped, ever. <laughs> um, 
I love hip hop, and I, I have all respect. I, I am a rapper, so obviously I respect rappers. But let's be honest: of the two, singers or or rappers, who's the more talented, right? So, you know, it's yeah. Just, I guess that's definitely when it comes to vocals. You 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 consider who's more talented, not lyric wise. You know, hip hop and not rap. Hip hop and rap is more of a lyric content style because you can be again. I swear, Easy E is one of the worst ones out there, but lyrical wise, it is the best stuff you'll ever hear. I just can't stand his his delivery and his kind of, you know. But but again, it's yeah. the best, some of the best lyrical content you'll you'll hear. So it's 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 cool no, that you say cool. that. I really like that. I really like that. So then, um, who were some of the first artists that you worked with when you wanted to try to break into doing hip hop? Oh man! So, for a really long time, when I started doing it for real, started going to a real studio and all that kind of stuff, um, I really didn't want to work with anybody. <laughs> um, I worked with a singer named Davina. She was out of Oklahoma. Um, all those tracks are long gone and deleted now. Unfortunately, I always look back at that and wish, damn it, why didn't I? You know. Um, I worked with a guy in Detroit named Spraz. Um, Spraz was a part of. Uh, rock bottom which if you're familiar with like Marv one from eight mile um bizarre all that kind of stuff um worked around with a few of them didn't do any songs with anybody big famous or anything like that but um ended up doing a song with jelly roll for those who have heard of jelly roll um worked with him worked with t stoner worked with hard target out of um florida a lot of people worked with the Always amazing, comatose. Yep, shout out Sam Roca. Absolutely. I mean, he's just, and he, he does such great things. Because again, um, I'm a big fan of local music, but obviously we have a non-local artist now on the Mountain Dew Review, thanks to Sam Roca, because he is just one of them guys that when he shows you somebody, it's usually somebody that you're really worth giving your attention to. And so that's real cool. Um, I like that you go all around. You've worked with people out of Florida, out of Detroit, Midwest, I mean, East Coast. You're you're working with all kinds of people. So when you yeah. first started getting, we were just talking about in like a professional studio, but when you first wanted, first got into spitting and recorded something, what? how did you record it? What did you get it on? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm about to date myself here, but... Um... So I had the karaoke machine with a dual cassette. And you get to play record at the same time, get your little karaoke microphone and play whatever, you know, song it was. Um, I was there was a song by Mac Mull. Um, if you he was a rapper out of Cali in the nineties. He had a song called Let's Get a Telly. And I knew it I learned every fucking can I cuss? I'm yep, sorry. You're fine. Okay. He, I learned every fucking word to this song. And just recorded this like day in day out. My friends must have thought I was an idiot because I like I knew the one song, but I was I was going with it, man. <laughs> the one hit wonder. That's it. <laughs> That's awesome. I I it's again. I love you, young guys that get on here. But when you're talking about recording your first mixtape and it's on a on the computer, I kind of are like, yeah, you're not that old because they're like, oh, yeah, way right. back, way back in the day, I had to use this. Apple One computer. I'm like, but I like cassettes. I'm I'm a big fan. Sam Sam just dropped one, so that's really awesome. You brought that up. I really 
I really enjoy that. That's great. Um, so then when, now that you're starting to get professionally done and professionally recorded, um, you have a bunch on Spotify. How do you go about when you record your music? Are you the kind that do your beats, your engineering and all of that? Or do you shop around? Is it just kind of a mixture? Mixture. Yeah, I have, um, I have producers that I really depend on. Um, a guy out of Nashville named Dub 3030. Um, he produces a lot of my stuff. I, I've produced some of my stuff. In fact, quick plug here because Comatose is on it. Got a song coming out with uh, Comatose, TJ Freak, and another guy I'm not going to mention quite yet. I'll let that be a surprise on a beat that I produce that'll be coming out real soon. Um, who else do I use? I use a guy named City Chief out of Columbus, Ohio. A um, couple guys up here um, out of Boston. Yeah, so I, I, I'm kind of all over with it. Just whoever you think will fit the style of the song you're going for? Yeah, I've got a very... I'm kind of particular about what I what I like. And so, for me, it's, it's probably more about shopping around and I need everybody to sort of understand, the people that I work with, to sort of understand that, you know, I respect everybody, but I have to go with the people that are giving me what I need at that moment. Yep, and that's 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 one of the things I try to reiterate on the show with some of the guys is is shop around sometimes don't always think one guy because again you'll have a song that maybe this one guy mixed and did and you're like ah that song's no good but put it to somebody else and that song now just turned into your one hit wonder that you're you know touring off of you know so it's about shopping around and finding that guy that you know can help find your sound and that's cool that you mentioned that because that's that's one thing that we really try to point out is to, you know, keep an open ear to other people, you know, because it's yeah. and and there's a lot of guys here that sometimes they get burnt out because they try to do everything, and that's that's the other thing I try to tell them is sometimes you know if it's not you're your own worst critic so everything you're doing is gonna be garbage to you you know or you know it's just so sometimes it's better to let somebody else kind of touch it and feel it and give it back to you and you're like oh wow i did not know it could come out like that it's that's that's awesome that you said that that is exactly why like i have to send my stuff out to get mixed and mastered i can do it but it's not anywhere near as good as you know i'm too connected to the words that i write yep and i have to put that on somebody else and say no you do it because i can't i can't see past my own you know my own filter, I guess. My own definition of what this song is. Exactly. You know, exactly. and sometimes it's sometimes it's better to let somebody else define that song for you to where you're like, sweet. Now we definitely got a meaning here. That's awesome. Right. I really like that. Um, so, what um, what is it that really got you into wanting to make music? Oh man, I've been, I was a little ham as a kid. I just, I wanted to entertain no matter how it, how it was. Like when I was a young, young kid, I wanted to be Joe Montana. And then I wanted to be the ultimate warrior for your older fans. <laughs> and, Golden Age um, and wrestling. Yeah. And that, you know, once I discovered Dr. Dre and a few years past that, Eminem dropped and Nelly came out and all that. And it was just like, oh, wow. And I was trying to emulate these people because I, I didn't have a sound. I didn't know really 
what I was doing. So I was trying to be like them, and it just progressed. I knew I wasn't going to be a sports guy. I'm, you know, 5'9", so I'm not playing any basketball. <laughs> and, Don't worry, um, I'm six foot five and can't dribble, so me neither. <laughs> Are you really six foot five? I am. That's why they call me the Mountain Jew. Holy shit. Um, yeah, so it was just it just started happening and you know, throughout that I was, you know, spent a lot of time in homes and foster homes and lock up and all that kind of stuff and I, I had my music and it just became a bigger part of my life and a bigger part of my life and a bigger part of my life and I was hearing different things people showed me uh, the insane clown posse I thought that was the craziest thing I'd ever heard in my whole life I was like okay yeah. got the hatchet man there you go <laughs> of course it's uh yeah. I don't know if it's my proudest tattoo I got sometimes I regret having it depending on what crowd you're in Sure. I'm, I'm the old school juggalo, the first six cards, and, you know, kind of kind of biased towards the newer stuff, but it is what it is. That's why I, gravi- that's why I gravitate towards independent new music that I've never heard of before, because then I like it the most. <laughs> there you go. Like, I've just been on a real big kick of supporting local artists and getting to find more independent local music. I've always been into independent artists, but... The local scene here is so big. Like I said, I got maybe 250 local artists on my page, and that's punk rock to heavy metal to rap, hip-hop to gospel and R&B and soul and reggae. There's all kinds of music in this town. And it's cool that you're my first out-of-town guest. I really like this. This is awesome. Um, So we'll get into a little bit of our fun part of the interview. Um. You get three people you can pick to do a dream collab with. Who are they going to be? Now, it doesn't have to be like three rappers or hip-hop artists. You can pick it like... It could be anybody. Frank Sinatra, you know, or B.B. Uh, King. All right. You can get uh, Quincy Jones to produce for you. Maybe Prince. Phil Collins would be number one. Yes. Um, Corey Taylor would be number two. All right. And I feel like I need to come up with a rapper for number three. <laughs> um, who would I? Uh, da, da, da. How about Jada Kiss? Okay, all right. All right. I like that. I like. So Phil Collins is always going to be one of my favorites. I always tell everybody when your drummer got more energy than anybody else, you got a Phil Collins and you better watch out. Because. Yeah. That's what happened to Genesis. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. Phil Collins is, still to this day, my favorite musician probably of all time. My favorite record of all time was uh, No Jackets Required from 1985. Nice. Uh, I, you know, people are like, you what, bro? And I'm like, nah, man, you don't understand, I, I think. <laughs> no, and that that's so cool to hear coming from, you know, a, a rapper, hip-hop artist that, you know, Phil Collins or somebody into rock was one of their leading inspirations for music, which is cool. Because yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, Phil Collins, especially his drumming. I mean, how do you not like that? I mean, Mike Tyson oh, yeah. got Mike Tyson got down with it. That's how good it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> so then, um, our next fun part of my my question is: is you're stuck with one song? It's not on repeat. But it's anytime music's gonna play. So 
music during a commercial, you hop on the elevator, turn on your car stereo. This is the song that it's going to play for the rest of your life. The rest of my life. I feel like it's got to be something uplifting then, because otherwise I'd be a depressed person. Um, (laughs) Man, uh, Jesus. Uh, Well, I don't know if anybody's going to have heard of it. Uh, A song called Now I Lay Me Down by Sophie B. Hawkins. Now I Lay Me Down by So... Sophie B. Hawkins. It's a lady song. Sophie B. Hawkins. Sophie B. Hawkins. I'll be looking that up after the interview. <laughs> it's it's popish. It's uh, but it's like real meaningful. I rem- the only reason I say that is I remember lying in bed as like a I don't know six seven year old kid. And my mother would let me have the radio on, and I remember three songs for some reason. Uh, all kind of weird selections. It was Vanessa Williams, Save the Best for Last. Celine Dion, it's all coming back to me now. And Sophie B. Hawkins, now I lay me down. I don't know why they stuck with me, but they did. And so here we are. <laughs> well, they all got. Pro- I'm, I'm guessing Sophie got to have a hell of a voice on her, too, because the other two got nice voices. So definitely yeah. good choices on voices there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's great. She's like, the, she's like Alanis Morissette before Alanis Morissette. A little ironic, don't you think? I think so, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> All right. Um, so then do we have any up-and-coming projects to get excited about other than the one single you said with Comatose and a name that you'll let come be a surprise later? Yep, so that's coming. Um, I've actually got a single that I'm shooting a video for here in the next few weeks, whether hopefully needs to hold out for us a little longer here. But... Um, that's going to be coming out soon. It's a song called There You Go. I'm um, sorry, There They Go. Let me see if I can't learn my own song. Um, <laughs> produced by Bobby Briscoe Beats out of Louisiana, who did a great job. Um, and then after that, I've got a five-song EP produced by Dub3030, all like some old-school boom-bap, like Jedi mind tricks meets flame type, just nice. wild. It's going to be crazy. I'm this is the one I wanted to make my whole life and just wasn't in the place to do it. And um, I've been super motivated lately, just kind of re-entering the game a little bit after the past couple of years has been crazy. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, between the pandemic and um, I've been fighting cancer and just, uh, just a lot of crazy shit. And so now it's time to come out and just bite people's heads off because they keep calling me a country rapper and I just, I can't, I just don't know if I can handle that. (laughs) You're like, look, look, let me show you something here. Yeah, please. (laughs) No, that's cool, that's cool. That's something to really get excited about because you just, just between you shopping all over the place, it's just something that I know is going to be fire. Um, Again, anybody... As soon as you guys get a chance, go look them up on Spotify and YouTube and spin them. You're going to love them. Um, if you haven't been listening to them from when Sam's been sharing them and I've been sharing them, you're missing out. It's it's good stuff. So, Frankie, we want to head down the last avenue of questions here. All right. And you're given seven words to describe what you would like to go and do with your music. What is it? could be a single sentence or seven independent words. Your complete choice. 
be heard, be recognized, be remembered forever. I like that. I like that. That's that's good. That's good shit. This new Boom Bap album is probably gonna help you get there, cause uh, again, you battle you battled cancer, you fought through a pandemic, you've had a hell of a childhood and growing up and moving places and going places and being everywhere, and you're just a really awesome guy. I really enjoy your music. Um, I want to thank you for coming out on the Mountain Jew Review. It's been awesome getting to know you, getting getting entertained by you a bit. So I want to thank you very much for coming on the Mountain Dew Review. Well, virtually. Thank you for allowing me to be on the Mountain Dew Review. And thank you to Sam because I have a feeling without his, uh, his kind graces, I probably wouldn't have been able to make it. So shout out to Sam. Definitely shout out to Sam because without him, I w- there would have been a snowball chance in hell I would have discovered your music. I mean, right. you know, it's, 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 it, there's so many independent artists and without, again, without guys sharing music, it's important to share it. Look, Sam shared a guy's music based out of the East coast for us, based out of New Hampshire. And, and look, we're, we're digging them, loving them. Like it's just love. And then you don't have to be local to, to enjoy that, you know, be an independent artist and, network guys learn how to do that you did you not hear he named 10 states just talking about working on three three songs with 10 different people like it was awesome to hear that because it, they're independent artists and everybody needs it and with that frankie i very much want to thank you and you are officially tramp stamp approved yes sir yes sir Alright, alright. I can stop the recording of that.